Coming up, we explore the retirement planning landscape and how one generation in particular is facing significant risks to their retirement. And we'll find out how much you know or don't know about planning for retirement. Welcome in to Your Retirement with Sam Jules. Welcome to Your Retirement, everybody. I'm Chuck Caton for Dual Financial Strategies, and it is all about your retirement with the Retirement Lifestyle Review. And this week, we have Luke Van Abel in studio, solo this time, as Sam and Andy are on assignment this week. And, uh, well, over the past few decades, uh, the retirement landscape has changed significantly. Luke and uh, where uh, once people had a pension and a, maybe a gold watch to go along with it, now you've got a lot of folks struggling uh, to grow their wealth and also to guarantee their retirement nest egg because it's uh, been caused by a decline in wealth for certain age groups because uh, late boomers, and those are defined by people who were born between 1959 and 1964, have seen a drop in their 401k and IRA assets, uh, all of which are documented further in the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College's study on the matter. So let's start by uh, defining, first of all, the immune people. That's me, okay? <laughs> I'm a baby boomer born between 46 and 64, Luke. Uh, and then we're going to look at the intergenerational issues uh, that each has faced. But let's start with the baby boomers because we better have our act together already for retirement, right? Because it's too late if you, if you don't. Yeah, you're knocking on retirement's door. If you were uh, fall between that 1946 and 1964 uh, birth year, then you are a baby boomer. Uh, we know that um, since basically 2011, uh, 10,000 of you, Chuck, have been turning 65 years of age every single year. I did see something just recently um, that this year, uh, that number is closer to 12,000. So 12,000 of you are turning 65 every single year. So you make up a, a big part of the demographic. Um, you're outnumbered only by the millennial generation, but you know, you're, you're knocking on retirement's door. So you, it's time to start, you know, focusing on, you know, what are you going to do to, to keep as much of this wealth that you've built as possible? Absolutely. I'm glad you said uh, knocking on uh, retirement's door instead of Bob Dylan's uh, heaven's door. There you go. <laughs> All right. All yeah. Right. We don't want to go there. No. Late baby boomers. Now those are the people born between 59 and 64. So let's talk about that generation because uh, they uh, may be a little bit more of, a, of an issue because they've gone through a couple of uh, uh, little uh, dips in the economy. Yeah, they have. I mean, the late boomers, as you just talked about, they represent kind of this first generation where workers could feasibly have spent their entire career covered by a 401k plan. Um, you know, whereas the generation before that would have seen pension assets. Now we know that, you know, it's something like, 13% of workers will have access to a pension. So these late boomers, you know, who were in their 40s, you know, they were hit with a hard great recession. Some of those folks unfortunately have have never recovered or if they have it wasn't to the extent that they would have liked. And even late boomers who have had a job after the great recession you know, may have earned less um, and may have been less likely to participate in a 401k plan because, you know, that kind of sets the precedent in your mind. If, you know, we're going to get whacked for, you know, 
saving for retirement and we're going to see these big losses. Some people say, well, I'm just going to pull back. I'm not even going to make a contribution um, because I don't want to lose wealth like that again. All right. Now, so many of these uh, late boomers uh, grew up with a a pension in mind uh, and also a fear of experiencing a Great Depression. Now, they've learned it uh, from their parents and grandparents who experienced it firsthand, right? Because uh, uh, that's uh, and I I think I can put myself in it, too, because I know that even though my mother and father were only uh, now seven or eight years old when we saw the Great Depression, Uh, Certainly my grandparents went through it, but uh, the people who are in that age group between uh, uh, born between uh, 59 and 64 uh, have heard these horror stories, Luke, and uh, don't want to see them repeated with their retirement plan. So they've got to be very, very cautious. Yeah, I mean, these those bookend events for the boomer generation, those are going to be looming in the back of their mind. Um, You know, that that when you're that age, I mean, you might not you might not know exactly what's going on, but you might feel the impact of um, those changes. I mean, I've heard people talk. um, Some of them remember those times. Uh, Some of them, you know, were sort of exempt from them where they think, well, gosh, we we lived, you know, okay." But um, either way, um, you know, this generation is is growing up with much different sort of set of rules. Again, like you mentioned earlier, the the pensions aren't there. The gold watch isn't there. Um, enjoying your retirement like your parents did um, is is not the same. So the, the rules have changed. Um, you know, if you don't have a pension, then, you know, where's that income going to come from? Are you going to have other guaranteed sources of income other than your Social Security? And if not, where are we going to get it? All right, we're talking about the uh, late boomers here uh, with Luke Van Abel here of uh, Dual Financial Strategies here on your retirement. And you got to add, Luke, to the lingering effects of the market crash of uh, 2000, 2001 and the Great Recession of 07 to 09. So there might be lasting implication uh, or fallout from these instances as well uh, to further compound those late boomers. Yeah, I mean, there's significant long-lasting implications to this. I mean, many of these boomers, late boomers, have struggled with job loss. Um, Many folks have never recovered from this with their savings account. And late boomers, you know, born again between 59, 64, were found to have significantly less wealth than some of the older boomers because, you know, they were affected by the different crashes in the market volatile times that you know chuck just spelled out there so um that's having a big impact on how much you're going to have going into retirement and then how are you going to be positioned are you going to have enough to retire when you want to and stay retired all right let's talk about that why do you think that might be why might they have less than um maybe some of the older yeah, the average difference is about $50,000, uh, we're told. So uh, is it uh, maybe a change in the retirement age of Social Security or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think that has an impact. I mean, when Social Security started, the, the retirement age was 65. We've seen that push back over time to 66 and then adding on months. Um, and now for most people... Um, born like 1960 and after, you know, the full retirement age is going to be uh, 67 years old. So I think that could have an impact on 
the amount of savings and retirement assets that families have for themselves. All right, so we've got late boomers, tail end boomers, and uh, some of the folks who are currently approaching the financial red zone. And we always talk about that seven to 10 years or so uh, before retirement, right? That's what we define as that financial red zone and that retirement red zone. So uh, let's go to these middle boomers now. Uh, What can you tell us a little bit about uh, those born between 54 and 59 that are just a hair younger than yours truly? Yeah, just a little bit younger. They had peak earnings um, during uh, 42 to 49 years old. And this is a time which folks were socking away most of their retirement um, because typically when we earn more, hopefully we're investing more and putting that away for retirement as well. And even if we weren't bumping up our converse, uh, uh, contributions, the employer, if they're, they're giving us a match or something like that, they're putting in more. Um, well, in this case, the middle boomers, the Great Recession happening between you know 07 and 09 played a significant role in the trajectory of their retirement savings. All I right, mean, so give us an example of that now. Yeah. So imagine you're born in 1957. So that would make you around 66 years old. Those peak earning years in which you were 42 to 49 would have spanned from 2000 to 2007. So marking not just one, but two different significant market crashes. So basically you straddle both of those that we've been talking about here um, and getting hit with a double whammy. All right. Now, that's a real good point you're making here. And this would significantly impact uh, savings for retirement, the ability to save. And I guess it would uh, also uh, largely have to do with investment that folks were using to save for retirement, too, because those went into the tank in those uh, two periods of time. Absolutely, Chuck. I mean, keep in mind that the subgeneration that makes up this middle boomers would have also been that in that first age group that largely depended on 401k uh, direct contribution plans, um, uh, contribution plans and the traditional pension um, would have been, you know, that late boomer would have had some access to that, whereas these middle boomers largely aren't going to have any access to that anymore. All right. So what can somebody do if they realize they might be a little bit behind when it comes to saving for retirement in that uh, segment, uh, that demographic? Well, first, you want to take a a real in-depth look at the totality of your finances. I mean, you can increase or bump up your contributions. Um, If you're not automatically contributing, now's the time to do that. Um, Now's a great time to talk to somebody about retirement to help you do the right things while maybe you're in that retirement red zone, while you have income coming in. Now's the time to make those changes. so that you can have the retirement that you've dreamed of. All right. So as Luke said before, from now till 2030, roughly 10,000 baby boomers each day will hit retirement. So, Luke, how can you help folks get a better handle on their retirement plans? Well, Chuck, we help take the guesswork out of retirement. I mean, we sit down to better understand each unique story and the goal for retirement and help craft the best retirement plans for you. We need to stop comparing comparing to what you know the talking heads say that we need to save for retirement we need to stop comparing lifestyles and realize like let's just talk about you let's talk about what you have let's talk about your desired goals and then what can be done now what's within your control to reach those goals and it all starts with just a casual conversation and that conversation can be had very easily with uh, any one of uh, the three uh, either luke van abel sam duel andy schooler at duel financial strategies all you have to do is give him a call 
at 866-203-7486. That's uh, 866-203-7486. They've got uh, an office at Green Bay, one in Appleton. So anywhere in the Fox Valley that you're listening to us, uh, the beautiful Fox Valley where fall has hit, uh, it's uh, that retirement lifestyle review that they can give you at no cost, no obligation. Once again, it's 866-203-7486. And if you're lucky enough, it's in its second printing. Sam Duell has penned a book called Purpose Determines Placement. And he will explain that. Luke will as well when you come in uh, for and get a copy of it as well uh, when you come in for that no cost, no obligation appointment. So don't procrastinate. Be there uh, with that phone call and make an appointment at 866-203-7486. Well, Luke, we've got to take a break. What's coming up next? It's not uncommon for folks to put off retirement planning with a professional due to preconceived notions or misunderstandings about the topic. Today, we are dispelling some of the financial planning myths in an effort to help separate fact from fiction. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. We're back on your retirement. I'm Chuck Caton with Luke Van Abel in studio by himself this week. Sam and Andy are away. Uh, dual financial strategies. Remember, they've got over 22 years of experience in this realm. They're fiduciaries. And they've got offices in Green Bay and Appleton. 866-203-7486 is their number. So, Luke, we're going to play a little game, not only in this segment, but uh, we're going to have a little fun and maybe even expand it to the next segment of our show. Because navigating the volatile and unpredictable financial world on your own ladies and gentlemen, can be very overwhelming. Uh, so uh, in a world plagued by misinformation, disinformation, hoaxes, it's uh, really important. And I've always wondered what the difference between mis- and disinformation is, uh, dis and dat, but uh, it's uh, always important uh, to separate fact from fiction. And now we have an expert in the studio. His name is Luke Van Abel. And he's going to help clarify and explain the biggest misconceptions or disconceptions associated with retirement planning. So are you ready to go, Luke? I'm going to ask you some questions here, and uh, you can uh, tell us whether they're fact, fiction, or somewhere in between. All let's set. dive right in. All right, let's go. I don't need any help with my plan. I use an app for free, and I get that same information. Is this fact, fiction, or somewhere in between? This is somewhere in between. I mean, there are robo-advisors, platforms out there that can help provide some of this information. Um, and it's a great place, I feel like, for younger people to see how they're trending, are they on track. Um, but you really should sit down with a professional when planning something as important as your retirement. I mean, there are too many different factors that software really can't predict, software can't really help with. Um, you might have some unique situations that can't be inputted into these things. So once you're in that retirement red zone, I mean, the depends really happens for depending on your age group. But for those nearing retirement, um, by and large, we find that, you know, they're not as interested in using an app. I mean, I don't know. What about for you, Chuck? Are you are you real excited about getting out there on an app to have that tell you what, what you're, you should do for retirement? No, I need face-to-face -face feedback from my uh, fiduciary. I uh, uh, usually meet every six months with him. And uh, I've never met a robo uh, app that uh, has given me good advice. I, they, they don't even talk back to you when you make uh, preposterous uh, claims with your retirement but and that's a good part but uh, yeah no I'd and I rather, think 
Talk to a human being. Right. And that's what we find with our clients here in Northeast Wisconsin. I mean, they want to sit down with someone. They've got questions and concerns that they want to be addressed, um, and they want to ensure that all the little nuances are being accounted for. All right, fact fiction or somewhere in between, Luke. Risk tolerance and risk exposure are exactly the same thing. Well, that would be fiction, Chuck. Um, these are two two totally different things. Risk tolerance is basically an assessment of the amount of uh, loss an investor is prepared to handle while making investment decisions. On the other hand, risk exposure is the true measure of how much risk you are exposed to within your investments. So if we boil this down, it's how much can you handle versus how much do you actually have? And if you're within you know, three years of your desired retirement date, you should be sitting down with someone to see if your risk tolerance and your risk exposure are in proper balance. If not, this could spell disaster in the next market correction. Absolutely. You've got to know where it is, and uh, you've got to constantly review that as well, I would think, right? You absolutely do. I mean, because your attitude now might be completely different a couple years down the road versus a couple years ago. So you want to review this often, especially when you're in that traditional retirement red zone, as Chuck mentioned, seven to 10 years out, you're going to see some changes, um, and you might be surprised at how much risk exposure you have when you think you might be um, a little bit more conservative. You may not be. All right, we're talking to Luke Van Abel this week here on Your Retirement for Dual Financial Strategies. And we're playing this little game called Fact Fiction or Somewhere in Between. And if something we're talking about rings with you, it's 866-203-7486. That's the number to get that no-cost, no-obligation sit-down with them about your retirement because you may be wondering if it's fact, fiction, or somewhere in between if we're asking a question that you have on your mind, like this one. Uh, you're going to spend more money when you retire because of higher medical costs. Is that fact, fiction, or somewhere in between, Luke? That's somewhere in between as well. I mean, this depends on a variety of different factors. I mean, for starters, what kind of plan is in place to handle the medical costs um, that you're going to be subject to? I mean, it might be a long-term care policy. Um, that could change the effects of um, your overall scenario significantly. Um, I mean, I'm hearing that costs for long term. I mean, someone just told me the other day that assisted living was like $8,000 a month. And I thought that was the low end of, of nursing care. So there are some costs that might be going up. But Medicare, um, Medicare is going to step in. That's going to cover some of your medical costs. Uh, many people will be looking for supplemental plans to kind of fill in some of those gaps. But keep in mind, Medicare is not designed for long-term care. It's not designed for nursing assistance. So don't make the assumption that you will spend less in retirement. We find that most people going into retirement are accustomed to a lifestyle and they'd like to at least maintain that without having a huge pay cut. Absolutely. And so when we're talking inflation, we're talking health care inflation costs, uh, just general costs. So I don't know how anybody could think they're going to spend less uh, in retirement, when you've got more time on your hands to spend that money. Every day is a Saturday or Sunday uh, when you're in retirement. All right, we're with Luke Van Abel here playing fact fiction or somewhere in between. Got a couple of more questions for him here. 866-203-7486 is the number to reach uh, Sam, Andy, or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies to get that retirement lifestyle review. And now I've got a question for you. Uh, Luke, is this fact fiction or somewhere in between? I need a flat million dollars to retire. 
That would be fiction. Um, and I like this question because I feel like it's looming in the back of people's minds. Many people are concerned that they don't have enough because they hear these numbers like you have to have a million or, um, I, you know, now it's like 1.8 million or more to, for the average retirement. Um, those just are not true. Um, your lifestyle, what you need for retirement, what are your expenses, what is the amount of debt that you have going into retirement, um, where you live is going to have a big part of that equation too. I mean, if you're living in New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago, cost of living, cost of rent, cost of housing, obviously much more than if you're listening to us from Northeast Wisconsin. Um, so the thing here is I think sitting down with somebody, a financial advisor that can assist you in helping to determine what your magic number is to guarantee your income for a lifetime um, is really important and determining ultimately when you can retire. And the key here is without the risk of running out of money, because oftentimes I'll be asked and we've joked on the show before about this is, well, Luke or Sam, when can I retire? Well, you can retire right now. Absolutely. It's staying retired. It's it's living, right? It's it's the the longevity risk that we all face today. I have two grandmothers that are still living in their 80s. You know, it's that longevity risk that we face that we do not want to run out of money. So sitting down with somebody now to see how much do you actually need? It it likely won't be a million dollars, but how much is it so that you can, you know, have less um, anxiety at night about thinking you need to reach this goal that maybe, in fact, you do not need to. All right, so this is the one show that will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that you are just not a number. You're not a finite number. You are an individual, and uh, that's what they say uh, will uh, aid and abet you uh, at Dual Financial Strategies in your retirement. All right, final question for you, Luke. Fact, fiction, or somewhere in between. You need about 70 to 85% of your current income level to live comfortably in retirement. Well, that would be fiction also. I mean, 70 to 85% of your current um, income assumes that you are willing to adjust your quality of life um, by, you know, 30% less, 15 to 30% less. Well, it might feel as though this is enough to retire on. Um, most people don't want to make sacrifices to some of the other areas of their life. Um, what we find is that most people going into retirement they don't want to take a pay cut. You've got a custom to living a certain lifestyle. And so the amount of money that you're taking home now during your working years is oftentimes the amount of money that you're comfortable living on. So that net paycheck uh, that you receive, you want to receive about 100% of that. So that's a good starting place. Um, hopefully you're not spending spending more than that and increasing your amounts of debt. But the things we see on a day-to-day -day basis uh, when we're talking to families is that people are by and large trying to pay down that house. They're trying to get their debts paid off. And so if they can go into retirement and kind of replace their 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 net take-home pay and get 100% of that, they can comfortably live. Because remember, folks, you know, you're going to have 2,000 plus hours on your hand um, when you're in retirement that you didn't have before because you went to work. So when you've got that time, 
most likely you're going to be thinking about different things you can do, relationships you can have, people that you can spend it with. Not all of that costs money. It's not all about the money, but money certainly plays a part in you being able to accomplish some of those things that you've maybe dreamed of for a while. For some people, that's travel. For other people's, it's maybe hobbies or more time with the grandkids or things like that. Absolutely. So listen to that advice that Luke Van Abel gives you from Dual Financial Strategies. You need to meet with a, uh, well, a retirement coach, basically, and a fiduciary on top of it, which means you get put first uh, before anything else. And it's all about your retirement, and that's what it's all about here at Dual Financial Strategies, where they will give you that no-cost, no-obligation retirement lifestyle review. So give Luke a call right now at 866-203-7486. That's, again, 866-203-7486. Luke, Andy, and Sam at your service. Uh, to give uh, you uh, in the Fox Valley uh, the best advice when it comes to retirement planning. They've got ideas for you, and remember uh, that you're the individual that uh, a a custom plan can be tailored for uh, because it's not one of those situations where you fit in the same size box when it comes into your retirement. Once again, that Retirement Lifestyle Review is complimentary. 866-203-7486. So please don't procrastinate and uh, make that phone call right now. Uh, Anywhere you uh, hear us, uh, from Green Bay to Appleton, where the offices are for dual financial strategies. What's coming? I think we want to keep this going. This was fun, right? It was. Coming up after the break, more financial planning fact and fiction. Stay tuned. We are back on uh, Your Retirement. I'm Chuck Caton. Luke Van Abel is in studio all alone and uh, doing a fine job once again here on our show, uh, Your Retirement. We've had a lot of fun here uh, with uh, the fact fiction or somewhere in between game that we played uh, with Luke. And remember, that number is 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation to sit down and talk retirement with them. Now, when it comes to financial planning, as we said before, you don't want to build your future on a premise or a rule of thumb, so to speak, or a suggestion that really has no uh, basis in fact. Uh, There's a lot of retirement planning rules, quote unquote, uh, that need to be retired once and for all themselves. So in an effort to jumpstart that process, we're going to turn once again to our professional in the studio, Mr. Luke Van Abel, to separate retirement planning facts from retirement planning fiction. So are you ready to dive right back in there, Luke? I am ready. Let's do it. All right. That was a good segment. First of all, and I got five more for you here. So I want to know, is this fact fiction or somewhere in between? You can boost your monthly Social Security payments by 8% a year if you'll only delay claiming until the age of 70. Well, doesn't that sound generous? They're going to give us an extra 8% every single year. Yes, Chuck, that in fact is uh, a fact. Fact is a fact. Um, and delaying claiming your Social Security benefits can help over time as your benefits increase by that 8%. Now, this is 8% from your full retirement age on up until age 70. So if you can delay your benefits, do so because this is kind of like a guaranteed paycheck. You can almost think of that money as like a 8% CD. And while CD rates have increased, 
nicely over the last year and a half or so. Um, 8% still surpasses any of the CD rates out there that I've seen. Of course, this not, may not be the right decision for everyone, nor may it be possible, depending on the assets, when you retire, those sorts of things. Um, but this, um, however, sh- uh, will allow your Social Security to reach the maximum amount. So the maximum amount your Social Security can reach is at that age 70. At that point, there would be no benefit to waiting to take that Social Security any longer. Um, and we should consider many other things in this decision-making process of whether to delay. Things like how much retirement assets do you have? What type of assets are those? Are those pre-tax accounts that you've never been taxed on before? Um, We find that many people, you know, you've got this nice bucket or nest egg of money that is pre-tax and they tend to want to wait and wait and wait to take that money and they might start Social Security a little bit too early um, and they could be tapping some of those IRAs and from a tax perspective could be pretty favorable to start drawing down those IRAs instead of taking Social Security. Um, Whether you're married uh, for a spousal benefit, that would play a part in Social Security decision-making process. And of course, what's your life expectancy? That's a big piece of the overall puzzle. Uh, But don't go into retirement just assuming that 62 is the magic number, I'm eligible and I'm gonna flip that on. Give some thought, talk to some other people, talk to a financial advisor that can help steer you in the right direction to maximize this money and also reduce the amount of taxes that you're going to pay over your lifetime. All right, let's uh, find out whether this is fact fiction or somewhere in between. Diversification and asset allocation are basically the same thing. Nope, that would be fiction. Asset allocation involves how much you plan to put into how many different baskets. So think of the different baskets as the different asset classes. Um, Whereas diversification on the other hand, involves spreading your investments both among and within these different asset classes. And keep in mind, folks, that true diversification is not just owning a lot of different things. Um, I see this all the time where you might have a plethora of different stocks, mutual funds, the list goes on of these different assets and asset classes. Um, But just because you own a lot of things doesn't mean you're truly diversified. The other piece of this puzzle, um, when we're talking about diversification and asset allocation, is how related, how correlated are the different holdings that you have. If, If you hold two assets and both act almost identically within a given market condition, whether that's going up the same or going down the same, then do you truly have diversification? So what we look for are asset classes and things that are going to maybe act a little bit differently during those times to truly provide diversification to you and your loved ones. All right, we're playing fact fiction or somewhere in between with Luke Van Abel of uh, Dual Financial Strategies. And remember, their number is 866-203-7486. You'll get a no-cost, no-obligation sit-down with them to discuss your retirement because uh, is this fact fiction or somewhere in between, Luke? Social Security benefits are more than enough to live off in retirement. Maybe some people have... uh, uh, try to impose that uh, hypothesis on you when you've met with them. But what do you have to say? 
Well, this would be fiction. And of course, there's exceptions to every rule. There are people out there living on just their social security. But by and large, social security was intended to supplement your retirement nest egg and the other sources of retirement income. The benefits are not enough to live off of in retirement. Um, Preparing with a financial planning coach can also help not only to maximize the amount of benefits that you receive from social security, but also to help walk you through the process of exactly how much your benefits could be depending on your estimated retirement date. So if you're leading up to retirement, maybe you're not even aware of how much your social security benefits are at this point. We meet a lot of people that come into the office or come to the classes that I teach and they're, they're not sure. And, and that's because social security is no longer sending you statements in the mail. Uh, you actually have to log in. You have to go to ssa.gov, create a login if you haven't already. And you can start to pull that information to see what will your benefit be at 62? And I kind of like the new statements now. The new statements are not just showing your benefit at age 62 and full retirement and at 70. They're now showing you the breakdown of every single year what the benefit will be. So you can see that over time that that benefit is actually growing. So if you haven't done that already, you can pull that statement. But keep in mind that Social Security is likely not going to be enough to Uh, provide you all the retirement income you're going to need. It's just a start. It's a good start. But where is the rest of that income going to come from? Absolutely. All right. Fact, fiction, or somewhere in between now for Luke Van Abel. Once again, uh, here's a premise. I won't be spending spending as much money in retirement as I do now, so I'll be able to live off of what I've saved thus far. What do you think? That'd be fiction. I mean, this is simply not the case. I mean, folks are living longer, uh, more vital in retirement than ever before. If you assume that you're going to be spending significantly less money when you retire, you're really leaving a lot of things up to chance. While your spending might slow down later in retirement, early in, in the early years, you know, in your 60s, in your 70s. I mean, those are what we talk about all the time as the go-go years. I mean, you've got the freedom to do the things that you want to do. Um, and so you are likely going to be spending at least at the same levels that you were when you were working, albeit it might be, you know, different things that you're spending the money on, but you're going to be spending at least the same amount. All right, our final question for Luke Van Oppel on our little game, Fact Fiction or Somewhere in Between, is is uh, there's too much uncertainty to properly plan for retirement. I don't know. I, I can't think about it right now. I'm worried about other things. Yeah, that's fiction too, Chuck. I mean, there's many variables that can cause uncertainty when preparing for retirement. The planning process um, helps to limit and prevent those concerns. So by going through these steps, we're going to dispel some of the uncertainty and the worry in order to help establish a plan that brings more clarity to the issue at whole and maybe help shed some light on um, areas that you weren't even thinking about. You know, a lot of times people aren't thinking about taxes in retirement um, because, you know, that's just not on their radar. They're not thinking about that because maybe they're assuming they're not going to have as much or that their income is going to be lower. So um, starting to focus on the areas that are going to pay dividends to you and not just financial dividends, but dividends in the sense of keeping as much of that money, 
keeping as much of those those cash flows coming to you as possible. All right, and quickly, is there any important additions that you've seen in your experience that you think the folks out in the audience should be aware of? I'd say, you know, having a true understanding of um, where you're at and, you know, getting educated on retirement. If anything we've talked about in this segment has struck a chord with you, um, we keep openings on our schedule for listeners to come in, to have a no obligation conversation. And throughout our years of serving the community, we found that a lot of folks don't have a true understanding of three critical things. They don't know how much they're paying in fees and commissions. They don't know how much unnecessary risk that they're taking within their portfolio at large. And they don't understand the tax implications of their retirement savings. Connect with us. We can sit down and have a personal discussion about your specific situation and how it's impacting you and your goals for the future. You, we might um, answer a question that you didn't even know you had. And it's also a good opportunity for you to bring your questions and concerns to the table so that those can be addressed. All Chuck, right. why don't you tell folks how they can connect with us? Absolutely. And uh, it's 866-203-7486. That's number one. That's the phone number. It's a toll-free number. Uh, you can reach Luke or Andy or Sam with that at Dual Financial Strategies. And you know, they've got over 20 years of experience uh, in the realm of uh, financial retirement planning. And they want to be your uh, retirement coach, and they'll uh, offer you a retirement lifestyle review. Take a look at your situation and, uh, again, accordingly uh, make some suggestions for you so that you can uh, succeed at the business of retirement. Uh, it is 866-203-7486. No cost, no obligation, uh, completely complimentary to meet with them, either at their Green Bay office, their Appleton office, so anywhere you're listening to us in the Fox Valley please give us a call uh, if you want to uh, uh, have fiduciaries take a look at your retirement and make suggestions for you. And you know what a fiduciary is. That means you come first uh, when it comes to planning ahead of everything else. 866-203-7486. Well, it's been a wonderful segment. Good show. And we've got one more segment coming up. Yeah, listeners keep on bringing the questions in and we love it. We'll tackle your questions when we come right back. Retirement continues. Chuck Caton uh, with you along with Luke Van Abel this week. He's all alone in the studio. Are you feeling lonely here without Sam and Andy? I just want to ask you that question here. You know, I'm not feeling too lonely. Uh, it's, that's it's, good. I think it's going well so far. <laughs> I think it's going excellently, too. Uh, of course, uh, Sam is uh, Sam of Sam Duel of Duel Financial Strategies. And, of course, Andy Schooler. Uh, they are out on assignment this week. Uh, here in uh, the beautiful uh, middle of the month of September in Northeast Wisconsin. And uh, my name's Chuck Caton, having formerly lived in that wonderful dairy state uh, down a little uh, southwest of you, Luke, uh, old mm -hmm. Madison, Wisconsin, where uh, the Badgers didn't have a, as good a football team as they do now when I used to broadcast games <laughs> of the John Jardine era way before you were born. But their hockey team wasn't too bad under the late Bob Johnson, and that's that was a lot of fun. Uh, being around him. It was always do you miss a, Wisconsin at all, Chuck? I do miss Wisconsin quite a bit. We still have so many friends. We used to live in Wanakee, uh, just north, uh, north of Lake Mendota, as everybody knows, uh, in the area, and it was just gorgeous. That was our first house. A lot of memories. Two of our three uh, boys were born there. 
and it was just a wonderful place to live. And uh, doing Badger sports, uh, Big Ten sports uh, in general, was extremely um, satisfying and fulfilling. An old Camp Randall Stadium and the Dane County Coliseum, which doesn't exist for hockey anymore. Of course, it's the Colt Center. I'm not sure I would have liked to broadcast hockey uh, or basketball, for that matter, in the Colt Center. But uh, I did like Dane County Coliseum. It was a very unique place. And, of course, they set attendance records every year uh, for Badger hockey back in those days, in the 70s. So uh, just look it up, I guess you'd have to say. The late Bobby uh-huh. Souter, Mark Johnson, great, great teams. All right, we've got questions here, and you're ready to go with some answers, eh? I certainly am. All right. Meg in Ashwabanon has this question. Is there any way I can locate 401k accounts that I previously had, but I've lost track of? Well, this is a really good question, Meg. Um, With, you know, people having a number of different jobs, holding many different careers, um, it's becoming you know, more difficult to, to keep a grasp on all these different retirement accounts. Um, you've heard us talk on the radio before about secure, the secure act, secure act 1.0 that had some dramatic changes that went into effect January 1st of 2020. And then this year secure act 2.0 went into place and with it, it is going to establish a new database, uh, to search for lost retirement accounts. Um, it will It will, however, be a few years before that's likely in place. Um, However, in the meantime, there are some things that you can do if you've, quote unquote, lost a 401k plan or maybe aren't certain if you had one or didn't have one. Um, You can ask a previous employer or the plan administrator who is the custodian who oversaw the money. Uh, You can reach out to them um, to check Um, with them to see if there's any funds there. You can also check with uh, the state unclaimed property database. This is called the National Association of Unclaimed Property Administrators. They could be a go-to resource. And then once you find those accounts and locate them, I would highly recommend that you uh, look to move those into an IRA um, because you can have quite a bit more control over these you should certainly have access to them some of those older statements or um, things like that if you've lost it it's because you know maybe the address hasn't found you or i've heard some horror stories about plan administrators not sending statements or it just being much harder to get that information all right phil's in pair and he says what do i need to uh, include uh, correctly uh, with a roth conversion here without getting uh, really pushed into a higher tax bracket here do i need to include things like dividends capital gains from non-qualified accounts as well what do you uh, have uh, uh, insights or thoughts on about that Hi, Phil. Thanks for the questions. Um, This is another great question that's often overlooked. People aren't thinking about the tax implications. Uh, Roth conversions are a great way to save on lifetime income taxes. You basically, for those other listeners that aren't familiar with this concept, it's where you basically take money from an IRA, pay the taxes on it coming out, and slide it over into a Roth IRA. So none of that money ever went into your pocket. But because it came out of the IRA, it still is taxable. But that whole sum, once it's in the Roth IRA for you, for future generations, would also be completely tax free. So before I share some of the nuances of the Roth conversions, keep in mind that Roth conversions are not right for everybody. Um, Your age, your current income versus your future income should be considered attitudes attitudes towards the future tax rates should also be seriously considered. Um, 
But once we sort of leave that aside, just answer the general question here for you, Phil. First, you need to know how much taxable income you're going to have from all of your sources. So business income, if you're a business owner, W-2 wages for you and a spouse, if there's a spouse, pension, social security. Yes, social security is taxable income based on the other income that you have. Um, Looking at your investments, the dividends from those investments are all going to be taxable. Um, Capital gains are taxed under a little bit different system, um, so they don't have the same tax rate as um, those other pieces of income that I just talked about. However, you should be very careful with Roth Roth conversions because you could cause some greater taxation on those capital gains by doing a conversion. And then um, understand the tax brackets, so how much you can earn within the bracket, how much you can earn before going into the next bracket. And then, you know, you just want to keep that conversion within that amount. For those that are not comfortable doing this on your own, or maybe Phil, you're not comfortable doing this on your own, you can reach out. This is an area that we help people with all the time. All right, Tony and Nina wants to know, where do you keep your emergency fund? I only have $20,000 in a savings account uh, with my basic credit union, but I only get 0.5%. Uh, interest. So I want to make the most money uh, that I'm saving. So what do you do or what would you suggest? Hi, Tony. It's generally good practice to have three to six months of living expenses in a liquid position, somewhere accessible, um, meaning you can get at those funds without a penalty. Um, Many savings accounts today are paying kind of like yours. Not not very good. I am seeing uh, more funds going to CDs today. Maybe not with 100% of the funds that you have, uh, because again, you don't want to pay a penalty to get at some of those funds. But if you've got extra above and beyond, um, maybe a month or two's worth of expenses, dumping it into a CD, I mean, 12-month CDs are in the neighborhood of 5.5% as we record this, and that's... That's about 10 times what your savings account is paying you right now. All right. Anne is in Appleton, and she says, uh, I've heard a lot of success stories online from folks who use bonds and annuities. But she says crypto seems to have made the biggest splash. So I want to ask which one of these three options would uh, result in uh, my paying the least in taxes. Good question. Many different asset classes there, Anne, that you're talking about. Um, First, it depends on how you hold these assets. We got to make that distinction first. If these accounts are all within an IRA, then of course the tax implication is the same. We basically um, defer the taxes. We kick that tax uh, bucket down the road and don't have to worry about it. But I'm guessing you're talking about for accounts that would sit outside of an IRA. So money in the bank, extra money, things like that, uh, what we would call non-IRAs. You typically have to pay taxes as you receive the dividends or the interest or the growth on those gains. However, of those three that you have mentioned, the annuity in this scenario is actually has more favorable tax scenario because for these non IRA accounts, it actually acts like an IRA in that it has um, that tax deferral. So if you have a chunk of money there, it spits off $8,000 in interest or something like that in a given year. Within that annuity, it is tax deferred. You don't have to pay any taxes on that interest. Um, If it grows in value, as it grows in value, same thing. So of those three, the annuity would be the better from a a strictly tax standpoint. 
All right, we've only got 30 seconds or so. Uh, Bob and Kirkana wants to know, how would it benefit me to see a financial planner? I've got a million dollars liquid, uh, substantial IRA, mutual funds already, uh, and I still earn $200,000 a year through my salary, 65. Uh, I want to work a few more years. Uh, yes, I have mutual fund advisors who I speak with once a quarter, but is there a need for more uh, assistance? Hey, Bob, it's great that you have a broker in place for your investments, but are they helping you with the retirement planning and all that comes with that? Uh, With your substantial income and retirement assets, uh, the benefit uh, to having a financial planner can be providing uh, planning for the tax piece of the puzzle during your voluntary unemployment that we call retirement. Even just a 1% savings on your assets would be in excess of $10,000 a year in additional funds that you're keeping in your pocket. So when people are a few years out from retirement, that is the time to start shifting the focus from growth and accumulation to how am I going to keep more of these funds and generate income that you can live on for the rest of your life. A financial planner could provide incredible amounts of value to you so that you can keep more of those hard-earned dollars. And that's why you should uh, give a ring to uh, Sam, Andy, or Luke at Dual Financial Strategies because they've got over 22 years of experience uh, helping people through retirement all over the Fox Valley from their Green Bay office, their Appleton office, and uh, here's how you reach them. It's easy, 866-203-7486. Once again, no cost, no obligation to sit down, talk about a a retirement lifestyle review. And we talked about lifestyle earlier. Uh, Do you want 80% of your lifestyle in retirement that you have now, or do you want 100% or even 110%? Uh, They can talk you through it as fiduciaries who have your best interest in mind uh, initially and solely. 866-203-7486 is the number. That's 866-203-7486. Sam Duell has uh, written a book that he would uh, be happy to give you at your first meeting uh, called Purpose Determines Placement. And uh, it is self-explanatory, but if you need a little help talking about that with him or Andy or Luke, uh, he'll explain it to you. Uh, but it uh, seems like uh, your retirement is the forefront of their minds, and they will help you to and through. If you're in that retirement red zone, five to seven years before retirement or thinking about retirement, give them a call to Dual Financial Strategies. No cost, no obligation to sit down and talk about your retirement and how it will fit in your future lifestyle. 866-203-7486. Well, Luke, it's been a wonderful show. Uh, We wish Sam and Andy well. Uh, Maybe they'll be back with us next week. And uh, I know you've got some final thoughts uh, on this week's show. Yes, thank you for listening, everyone. We will be back same time, same place. Uh, Look forward to having you on. Investment advisory services offered through Dual Financial Strategies, LLC, a Wisconsin registered investment advisor. Dual Financial Strategies does not provide legal or tax advice. Investment advisor representatives of Dual Financial Strategies may only conduct business with residents of the states and jurisdictions in which they are properly registered. Insurance and annuity products are sold through Dual Financial Strategies.